Hey everybody, this is Lindsay here, just popping in before the start of the episode. Uh, I just wanted to take a second to let you know that we did record this episode in February, uh, before everything kind of went sideways, so if there's a unexpected tone of happiness and joy, that is why. Uh, we also have some spring cleaning tips in here um, that may seem a little bit strange given the, the circumstances that we're all dealing with at the moment. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoy it. We really had a lot of fun recording this episode, so I hope that it brings you some joy in this time. And we will be online thinking of you. Hope you're staying safe and staying at home and washing your hands. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. I'm Nicole. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Sarah. And together we're the co-founders of Whale Tales, a living library of cetacean stories. Today, we're going to the Dolphin Olympics! Ooh. Plus, we have an extra special whale tale from Patrick. Woohoo! So sit back and enjoy as we dive right in. Uh, so if you've never heard of the Dolphin Olympics before, don't worry, it's not a real thing, but maybe it will catch on. <laughs> it's something uh, we invented for this episode. <laughs> it is Dolphin Awareness Month, hooray, 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 and because there are just so many things that we could have themed this month's episode around, given that it's Dolphin Awareness Month, including, you know, like we could probably just do a whole discussion around like how many actual species of dolphins are there, because every single place and book you go to check that out, you'll get a different answer. <laughs> it's going to be somewhere between 38 and 46 species of dolphins. But that's one of the things that the cetacean research community is the least agreed upon. <laughs> We decided that instead of getting into that debate or uh, just kind of focusing on any one specific thing to celebrate Dolphin Awareness Month, we would create our own Dolphin Olympics. Yay! Yeah! It totally has nothing to do with our extreme 10-year anniversary nostalgia for when the Olympics were in our city. No, not at not all. Not at all. No. Uh, we definitely don't have many, many feelings about <laughs> No. Nope. Um, it also has nothing to do with the video game of the same name that was popular, I think, about 10 years ago. Like this weird, weird, weird computer game called Dolphin Olympics 2. I don't know if there ever was Dolphin Olympics 1, but I do remember <laughs> playing Dolphin Olympics 2. No, you just no I've never heard around. of it. I'm just Googling it right now. <laughs> uh, you moved your mouse around and you made a dolphin jump up into the sky, like the stars and the moon, like a Lisa Frank poster. Lisa Frank, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it has nothing to do with that. Instead, what we've done is we've created a number of different dolphin-based categories or events, and we have awarded bronze, silver, and gold medals to the different species. Sometimes the medal standings are based on actual statistical information, and sometimes they're based on our own completely biased opinions. Because just like in the real Olympics, some sports are a bobsled race and some are figure skating. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no judging controversies here whatsoever. Nope, no, not at all. No, not at all. So we'll start with the stat-based events because they are, well, I suppose there are still some of these categories where like judges may come into play and there could be some discussion, but these were the easier to determine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to start with longest dolphin, and for the bronze medal, we have the long-finned pilot whale. Spoiler alert, all of these have whale in their name, because <laughs> scientists can't agree on a number of dolphin species, and they also can't agree on naming things properly. <laughs> yep. Um, so, for bronze, long-finned pilot whale, uh, 19 feet, which is about 6 meters. Uh, silver is the false killer whale, which is 20 feet, so just a little bit longer than the pilot whale. And then the gold medal, which shouldn't surprise anyone if they know about this, would be the killer whale. Largest member of the dolphin family. Six to eight meters or 20 to 26 feet long. Woohoo! Yay! Congratulations to the winners. You get a medal and you get a medal and you get a medal. We're not going to do that every time. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get that out of my system. Our next category is the heaviest dolphin that is not called a whale, even though it's yes. a dolphin. 
Otherwise, this would be a really boring competition because <laughs> Killer yeah. would win everything. <laughs> exactly. So the heaviest dolphin that is not called a whale bronze medal goes to the Indo-Pacific humpback dolphin that weighs in between 550 and 620 pounds or 250 and 280 kilograms. You are large, but not as large as our silver medalist, which is the Rizzo's dolphin or Rizzo's dolphin, depending on your pronunciation. We're not here to judge that. Rizzo's dolphins are weigh on average 660 pounds or 300 kilograms and coming in with the gold in a dramatically larger <laughs> category, <laughs> still not called a whale, is the common bottlenose dolphin, which is just all over the map weight-wise because they can mm-hmm. be anywhere from 330 to 1,400 pounds because bottlenose dolphins are crazy. Ridiculous range. <laughs> and for eumetric users, that is anywhere from 150 to 650 kilograms. So some of those bottlenose dolphins might in fact be smaller than our bronze medalists, but the largest ones are double the size of the Rizzo's dolphins of the silver medalists. So that's a little bit about bottlenose dolphins. In the opposite category, let's talk about the smallest dolphins. So with the bronze medal, we have the fairly small Commerson's dolphins. They are about one and a half meters or Uh, about five feet long and 35 to 60 kilograms or 77 to 132 pounds. So pretty tiny, about the length of a short adult. (laughs) With the silver medal, we have the Takuxi dolphin, which is um, about the same length, one and a half meters or just under five feet, um, but a little little bit lighter, a little bit slimmer. They're about um, 35 to 45 kilograms or 77 to 99 pounds. And the weeest, the tiniest dolphin is the Hector's dolphin, and they're about 1.2 to 1.6 meters long, or just under three feet to just over five feet long. Um, And they weigh, at the smallest, only 40 kilograms or 88 pounds. So that's pretty tiny. Mm -hmm. And just like their, their New Zealand counterparts, they're about the same length as a hobbit. Aww, little <laughs> hobbit dolphins. Um, there could be a judge that could put a flag on the play in smallest dolphin category. I'm just gonna say because depending yes. on whether you count smallest as shortest or lightest, there could be some rearranging in the bronze, silver, and gold. But those are the three that are either the lightest. Or the shortest, depending on how we want to arrange them. And that's just how they've been categorized today. Hopefully they don't go fight over their medals. Our next event is the fastest dolphin. It's the speed race. Now, disclaimer here, the three winners in this category are really the three that I could just find decently scientific speed rates on. Measuring the speed of a dolphin is really hard. (laughs) Uh, And unless you're going, like, you could also make the case that there's sprinting speed versus long distance speed, just like in actual Olympic categories, there are sprints and there are marathons. So remember that this is a fake game we just invented today and try not (laughs) to get too angry with us. So coming in for bronze medal is the spinner dolphin at 38 kilometers per hour or 24 miles per hour. Our silver medalist here is the killer whale. Giant upset. I think probably lots of people thought it was going to win. But silver medal at 55.5, very specific, kilometers per hour. (laughs) Or about 34.5 miles per hour. And the gold medal, the fastest dolphin, is... The common dolphin, which really surprised me when I was looking this Mm -hmm. up, because they're Mm -hmm. insanely fast. They've been clocked at over 60 kilometers per hour or 40 miles per hour, which is so fast in the water. That's crazy. Just so fast. So 
Our next category is most populous dolphin. And uh, disclaimer slash side note on these numbers is that this is all based on best estimates and also individuals that have been studied enough to have a best estimate. Um, so definitely biased towards um, individual or like biased towards species that are in areas where they are studied. Um, but based on our best knowledge, the bronze medal goes to local favorite Pacific white-sided dolphins. There are Yay! approximately one million Pacific white-sided dolphins. Good job, team. Woohoo! Go Canada. We like to get bronze medals. We do. <laughs> Olympic It's sass. a medal. You get it's on a medal. the podium. Get on the podium. That's all we care about. Yep. yep. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have the silver medalist, the striped dolphin, with about 2 million individuals. And with the gold medal, we have most populous, the pantropical spotted dolphin. Doo -doo -doo -doo. And they can't get a national anthem because it probably covers, like, way too many countries. So how would they pick which oh, national yeah. anthem yeah. to get? So hard. Yeah. All right. I like Good that job. this worked out to 1 million, 2 million, and 3 million. I just, mm -hmm. Yes, it's very yeah. nice. That it's nice that nice. there isn't just like 3 million and 1. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably a spotted dolphin is giving birth right now just to mess up their numbers. <laughs> yeah. Throwing off the stats. Um, okay, well, we're going to end the stat-based events on the bummer. Mm. <laughs> So, the last category we have here is Most Endangered Dolphin. Yay! Uh, <laughs> nobody's oh. a winner here. Um, so, the bronze medal goes to the Atlantic Humpback Dolphin. Um, there's about 1,500 of those. The silver medal goes to a kind of a red flag, because it's not a species, but the Southern Resident Killer Whales. 72 at this moment, which is the end of February when we're recording. Um... So that's a pretty low number. But the gold medal woo, is the subspecies of Hector's dolphins, the Maui's dolphin, which is, there's about 57 to 75 at the last count in 2016. And there's 12,000 to 18,000 um, Hector's dolphins overall. So this is a subspecies as well, just like the Southern Resident Killer Whale. Both those, although Maui's is, has a special name, both those are pretty low uh, population numbers. And we will have a link in the show notes about how to take action and help protect the Maui's dolphin. And as always, we've got lots of help, uh, lots of information about protecting uh, our neighbors who Southern resident killer whales in our, on our website. Uh, let's leave the very sad category behind and get into the judging-based events for more yeah. controversy. Woohoo! So the way that I think we are going to judge these next events is I have selected the three finalists for all of these categories, and then I would like us to try and come to some kind of consensus or fight, fight, fight! So I'm going to put it out to you. First event in the judging categories is best coloration. And I suppose, you know, you, the listener, if you disagree, you can at us on Twitter uh -huh. or get in touch with us on Facebook or, you know, come become a Patreon. And then maybe we'll actually let you vote in our next Dolphin Olympics. <laughs> so Yeah, maybe. This is biased because that's how judging works. <laughs> so our three finalists are... The Commerson's Dolphin. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Once upon a time, Nicole saw a Commerson's Dolphin and freaked out like a little child. <laughs> In a very unprofessional manner because she was supposed to be a professional at that time. Anyways, um, the next up is our finalist is the Hourglass Dolphin. <laughs> who has very, very rarely been studied alive, but has been found as an Antarctic species of dolphin that, you know, just as its name suggests, if you've never seen one, has black coloration and then a white hourglass shape down each side. And the final category contender is the southern right whale dolphin. These are the ones that are black on top and then have a super distinct straight white line down the middle of their bodies and a complete white underside. And that white coloration comes up and over their rostrum. So 
I'm going to propose an order here and you two tell me if the judges from France and Russia agree. Not that either <laughs> of you are French or Russian. <laughs> I think that even with my extreme love of the Congress and Dolphin, that they should be our bronze medalist because they are not quite as unique or interesting as the hourglass dolphin and the southern right whale. And I'd like to propose the Congressman's dolphin, bronze, hourglass dolphin, silver, and just the like weirdness of the southern right whale dolphin just tips it over the edge for gold. How do you all feel about that? Um, I feel good about that. I was going to give it, I was going to give the gold to the hourglass dolphin just because it's such a distinct pattern. Whereas the Congressman's, or sorry, the southern right whale dolphin is much more straightforward. Like it's just, straight up like one black area one white area whereas the hourglass dolphin is like more um has an hourglass on its side yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like you know more, what more you complex tipped me over the edge two against one there we go so the best coloration bronze medal goes to the commerce and dolphin whoop, whoop, whoop. silver Ooh. medal goes to the southern right whale dolphin and gold medal to the very appropriately named hourglass dolphin who as sarah said has an hourglass on its <laughs> it also wins the gold medal in best having an hourglass on its side <laughs> Indeed. Exactly. and like that no that name is like right on the nose yeah. <laughs> um okay so next up is the coolest looking river dolphin in this category, we've got three species. One has a subspecies, but we'll get into that. And our three contenders are the Amazon River Dolphin, or the Boto, the Franciscana River Dolphin, or La Plata, and then we have um, the Ganges River Dolphin and the Indus River Dolphin um, are in different river systems, and so our the Indus River Dolphin is a distinct subspecies, but they look um, quite similar. So we're going to judge it based on those three. Um I almost wish we were also considering name as part of coolest element to these river dolphins because yeah. they all have very cool names too. La yeah, Plata. <laughs> it's just so pretty. So fun. So fun. Um, so my thought with this is bronze to the La Plata dolphin because like mm-hmm. it has a long snout and it has a cute little dorsal fin. But other than that, it looks pretty much like any other dolphin. Mm. Yeah. Which for river dolphin is like not so awesome. Yeah, not so intriguing. Um, and then next up would be the Ganges River Dolphin because they have crazy looking snouts with teeth, and but their their coloration is um, pretty standard. Mm-hmm. And then in gold we have the Amazon River Dolphin because they are pink. <laughs> Which is, you know, as much a reason to win gold as anything. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, um, that tracks for me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. Nice, the nice. judge who is currently in Tofino concurs. <laughs> and then I wanted to give a special shout out just because I love them so much. And they look like little gray, little gray belugas. I feel like it's like the the come from behind winner, like that the one that gets fourth place, but like you know tried really tried really hard, hard like yeah. shouldn't have even made the event um and i that's going to be the Irrawaddy dolphin because oh, they're so cool they're yeah. so cute yeah they're, they're so they're just so ridiculous and they yeah. they do go in rivers but they're not yeah. sorry they they do go in freshwater but they aren't exclusively in freshwater which is why they were not yeah they shouldn't have even made the category and yet they snuck into fourth and they snuck into everybody's hearts all right now, okay, now we're going into a super judgy bias category. <laughs> Best acrobatics. Uh-huh. So we have the spinner's dolphin, which are known to, in one leap, spin horizontal seven times in a row. Um, the dusky's dolphin, which can leap 17 feet, um, or three times its body length. Or the orca, who can have a big splash. I don't know who put that one in there. How did they get in there? It was so biased. <laughs> Well, I think we know who Lindsay's voting for for bronze. <laughs> I also agree. <laughs> like, orcas are cool, but they just go up and they just make go a big up splash. And down. Yeah. 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 So, duskies, are they just like uh, just a jump, but just real, real long? Well, duskies are. Happening? So, the reason why orcas are in there is because the, the duskies can leap just slightly higher than our crowd favorite the pacific white sided dolphin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in terms of the what the duskies do 
they basically do all the same kinds of crazy things that Pacific white-sided dolphins did. So what I was trying to do here with our three finalists was get, like, the spinners, which are just, like, nobody jumps like a spinner dolphin does. No. And then the dusky represents, like, your traditional wackadoo acrobatic dolphin that's just popcorning mm-hmm. and spiraling and leaping everywhere. And then, because it was really hard to pick just one other one like the dusky, I was like, well, then let's just put in the orcas because they make the biggest splash when they breach. Hmm. That's fair. I like They it. make the biggest splash because they're the biggest ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they get some points off for that. Yeah. Okay, so bronze is orca. <laughs> bronze is orca. I'm going to go spinners out to get gold, right? Because that's the most... Yeah. It's I mean, it like, is what they're known for. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Like, I love to watch dolphins leap super high, and they all sorts of dolphin species do super crazy fun things, and it's magical every time you see it, and you're in a Lisa Frank poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but spinners spinning, that's that's just insane. Yeah. Like, why? What is that for? Yeah. Like, it's so ridiculous. And they're the only ones that do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. No other dolphin goes like a rotisserie when it's out of the water. <laughs> All right, gold medal to the spinners and silver duskies just get in there representing all those other amazing acrobatics with their silver. They have to share yeah. that medal with a lot of other species. Plus, duskies are cool and they always get the short stick because everybody's distracted in New Zealand by the other kind. That's true. That's true. Kind of like what happens to their cousins, the Pacific White Sided Dolphins, here. Exactly. Oh, we love you. Anyway. Our next category is the most ridiculously named dolphin. Now, it's worth saying that most dolphins have, in my opinion, really dumb names. (laughs) Dumb either because it's just ridiculous, which are the three that are going to make up this category, or also dumb because they just... Could you have any amount of creativity in naming your Atlantic white-sided dolphin? You know what else? (laughs) You know what else an Atlantic white-sided dolphin has as a color on it? Yellow. 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 (laughs) One of the only dolphins that has yellow on it, and yet they're called the Atlantic white-sided dolphin. Dumb. I have some problems with a lot of dolphin names. But the three that, like, really, really get me riled up, apparently this is a big moment for me, are these three finalists. The melon-headed whale, which is, as aforementioned, not a whale, and also, you know what, doesn't have a watermelon on its head. So that's one contender. Our next contender is the Australian snubfin dolphin which just like why so you're not against it being called australian right? no they are in australia i still think that's you know a lack of creativity on the naming part but what bothers me is the snub fin because it just makes me think that they're getting the snub and why why do you want a dolphin to get this that's not nice <laughs> that's just not nice and then our next our next finalist is the false killer whale which is just the worst it's just so ridiculous like so ridiculous and also you know scientific names like it's not that the false killer whale scientific name is any better because it's pseudo orca yeah but scientific names exist for a reason so there is no reason why we can't start calling this animal something else yeah like black big tooth dolphin so what i would like to propose here is the australian part of australian's dumb moon dolphin is not creative but at least is accurate and is not offensive to me personally so we can put australian snubfin dolphin in as bronze medalist Mm -hmm. it's okay and then melon headed whale as our silver medalist because yes at least they aren't called false some other kind of dolphin, but I'm calling yes. that dolphin a whale because I know nothing. <laughs> and oh. so obviously, yes, I, oh, uh, I would like the false killer whale to get the gold medal for having the stupidest name. <laughs> for having the most ridiculous name. 
Okay, our next category is best scientific namesake, or best scientist namesake. Um, this is not judging anything about the scientists, we're literally just judging the dolphins that have names after scientists. Um, so nothing about the scientists, just about the dolphins. So um, the Peel's dolphin, the Fraser's dolphin, or the Haviside's dolphin. And if you're like me and you don't know all your dolphin species off the top of your head, here's a few bits and pieces about these dolphins. So the Peel's dolphin is Lagnarhynchus australis, and it's a small dolphin found around Tierra del Fuego at the foot of South America. Um, the Fraser's dolphin, or the Sarawak dolphin, is a... Lagonodelphus hosei, and it's found in deep waters of the Pacific Ocean, and to a lesser extent in the Indian and Atlantic Ocean, sort of at central latitudes. And the Havisides dolphin is a Cephalorhynchus Havisidae, or Havisidae. I'm not really sure. I have good always at said that it's Heaviside, which is heaviside probably too. Well, it's it's no, but like a, the person it is named after is Captain Haviside, like H A V I S I D E. So I don't know where the E mm. came in there. Um, oh. Yes. So, and it is found uh, from the southern coast of Angola down to the Cape of Good Hope in um, Africa. So, um, I'm not really sure where to start with this. Well, Fraser's pretty boring. Yes, the Fraser's dolphins are like pretty cosmopolitan. They're found all over in central latitudes. That that, that was my instinct also for um, okay. for this species, for the bronze medalist. They're really cool. The points off because they're not named after Simon Fraser. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. So Fraser's dolphins. And then I think next up, probably the Peel's dolphin, as much as they're in a pretty um, isolated area, like down off the southern tip of South America, they have quite a large range and they have, they're in uh, really like least concern for genetics. Um, they do have really cool black and white coloring, but nothing compared to our medalists in that category. And then the Havisides are listed as um, near threatened and they are fairly small and they don't, um, they are very rarely seen. They haven't been systematically studied yet. So I think in terms of like needing the gold medal to get a little uh, attention, I think we should give them the gold. Yeah. Because obviously yeah. winning gold medal in the whale tails <laughs> special dolphin Olympics is going to just give a huge mass huge. of new funding for yeah, research. Totally. Yeah. And they're, they're really it's small the and really cute. So, yeah. well, they're all cute because they're dolphins. Um, no. But yeah, those are those are my rankings. I like I like nice. Yeah. Okay. So now we have another uh, very subjective category: most famous. So we're categories. Our contestants are the spinner dolphin, which yeah, okay. The orca, mm-hmm. also maybe biased for due to our location. And the bottlenose dolphin, also known as every single dolphin you've ever seen in your life on a poster. <laughs> I wonder which one will win. Yeah. Why did you pick spinner? There's a question. Because That's I couldn't it. think of a third. Like, orca seemed like a no-brainer to me. Well, obviously, bottlenose dolphin was like the... I, <laughs> I didn't even yeah. know that I needed it's any a, It's a bit of a runaway category. Um, but in terms of, like, picking orca, I was like, okay, this makes sense because... Killer whales are incredibly well recognized around the world. Maybe not everyone knows they're a dolphin, but I feel like that's also the first dolphin fact you learn when you start learning dolphin facts to try and like impress your friends and family. Be like, um, actually, did you know that the killer whale is the largest species of dolphin? So I figure, okay, like pretty famous for that. And yeah, yeah, then I just good. couldn't really think of a third one that would have any chance of coming close to those two. Yeah, and I I'd just say think that spinners are so. Yeah interesting for what they do they're really memorable which might help yeah, them be famous and also like mm-hmm. and maybe i'm biased but like i think they're pretty like for people to see them truly in the wild like not in a swim with the dolphins at a tropical resort like they're pretty common for people to have actually seen in the wild probably more so than bottlenose but maybe that's my um west coast coming in i'm not sure well i think they don't overlap a ton yeah. But bottlenose are seen, they're way more cosmopolitan. I don't know the full range of spinner dolphins, but bottlenose are obviously very cosmopolitan because they're found all over the place. everywhere. Yeah. So. But yeah, lots of people would have would probably have seen 
spinner dolphins in the wild, whereas they would have seen bottlenose dolphins like on TV or in a facility mm-hmm. of some kind. Yeah, 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 that's true. Or any dolphin um, picture frame your family has ever bought you. Yes, yeah, yes. Or, or, or dolphin statue, trash can, yep, snow globe, toilet still seat still cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many, so no. many, so many things. Okay, good job, bottlenose. Yay. So are we feeling pretty good about bronze spinner, silver for Orca? And I mean, this, there really was no contest here. Baldados. No. no, I don't think so. Like, Orca is an interesting conversation because people really recognize Orcas, but yeah. 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 I still no, think no Baldados. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If you asked a kid to draw a dolphin, it would look probably like oh. a bottlenose dolphin. One more gold medal for the bald-nosed dolphin. Although it hasn't actually won gold in our Olympics today. <laughs> it hasn't actually won no. it. No, <clears throat> it won Because they're won weirdly big slash or something heaviest. small. Heaviest. Yeah. yeah. Yes, heaviest. Not longest. Oracle won longest. All right, mm-hmm. team. It's time for our last event. And this is the one. It's a surprise entry today in our Dolphin Olympics. Each of us has to submit for judgment our favorite species of dolphin. And then we have to try and come up with the consensus of what should get gold, silver, and bronze for best (laughs) overall dolphin, according to Lindsay, Sarah, and Nicole. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sarah, are you ready to go first? I am ready to go first. Okay, my favorite species of dolphin is the dusky dolphin, or Lagnarhynchus obscurus. It is a dolphin found in the coastal waters of Southern Hemisphere, uh, around uh, South America, Africa, New Zealand, basically near the coast in a lot of areas of the Southern Hemisphere. Um, They like cool currents, inshore waters, and they're super acrobatic uh, based on their silver medalist in the best acrobatics category. Um, they are just great. They are super closely related to the Pacific white-sided dolphin. Um, some think that they might be, have very recently been the same species and are really only two separate species because of geographics. Um, and the, one of the reasons that they are my favorite is because they were the first, uh, dolphins that I really saw close up in the wild, which is wild to me because I grew up here. I mean, other than killer whales, I guess. Um, But I grew up here in Vancouver and it wasn't until I was in New Zealand uh, off the coast of Kaikoura that I actually saw dolphins in the wild. And yeah, that was amazing. With a surprising but perhaps controversial pick, and I'm going to pick bottlenose dolphin. Do tell. Um, I know that it's very obvious, it's very famous, it's if you look at it compared to the coloration of different and of, of all other dolphin species, basically, it's pretty boring. Um, but I think it's uh, it's a gateway dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say, you know, we can be honest. It does. It has. It still has some pretty epic acrobatics. It still can do all the things that dolphins can do, uh, and it does them very well. And it's a good. It's just a good dolphin species, but it gets you in. Gets you in, and then you get sucked in, and then you learn about commerce and dolphins and lose yep. your freaking mind. <laughs> and um, it's it's like incredibly well studied because it's been one of it's one of the species that's been around been around humans for longest. So we know a lot of things about it, um, and which is also a great way to learn about other dolphin species. So I think yeah, gateway I dolphin. Like so that, with. you might be turning me around on the bottle nice. dolphin. Nice. I know. <laughs> well, I also had a feeling I knew what you were going to pick. So. Yeah, it probably won't come as a surprise to either of you that uh, my pick is the Pacific white-sided dolphin. Oh my god, I did not see that coming and change my answer so we didn't have two. Um, in... <laughs> Although, if you were to actually look at a picture and you, to the untrained eye, if you were to look at a picture of a dusky dolphin and a Pacific white-sided dolphin, it would be yeah yeah you couldn't tell the difference. Extremely hard to tell the difference. I yeah. love Pacific white-sided dolphins for all the same reasons that you love duskies, Sarah. They are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. animals. They are amazing acrobats. They're super fast. They 
just come out of nowhere whenever I have been lucky enough to see them off of our coast. You're going along, minding your business, and then out of nowhere, there's a hundred Pacific white sided dolphins, and your mind is blown. And just when you sort of start to like calm down enough to appreciate the fact that you're surrounded by Pacific white sided dolphins, they're gone again. You're like, wait, where'd you go? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so there's just something really mysterious and beautiful and truly awe-inspiring to me about Pacific white-sided dolphins. I think I was spoiled for the number of times that I've been lucky enough, that all of us really, the three of us, have been lucky enough to see killer whales along our coast, to see humpback whales along our coast, to see even harbor porpoises. Yes, I do have a soft spot for harbor porpoises along our coast, but it's still such a rarity when we get to see Pacific white-sided dolphins that I do turn into that four-year-old kid again, like, oh my god! Um, including when I'm on an Alaskan cruise with my parents and I see them out the window in yeah. the formal captain's dining room and I yep. just turn the formal dining event into a show about dolphins led by Nicole. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just no contest for me. I love them so much. There's always going to have such a special place in my heart and I think they are the bee's knees of the dolphin world. <laughs> well, okay. okay, so here's my um, supposition is that I didn't pick Pacific White Sided Dolphins because I figured one of you guys would. <laughs> and Lindsay didn't pick them because she knew Nicole would. So therefore, hmm. <laughs> I wonder who's going to win. That is such a fabulous way to determine the winner. So, yeah. So I think we should put them as gold. Yay! And then Um, I don't have strong opinions about the other way. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Because I've I've never seen a dusky. I'm incredibly jealous of you. Um, me either. Yeah. And I think you might yeah. have really tipped me over the edge, Lens, with the gateway gateway dolphin. Plus, also from like all three of us being giant nerds perspective, there's no dolphin species, including killer whale, that you can learn more about than the bottlenose dolphin. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And, like, I will say as much as, like, I didn't think I cared that much about um, bottlenose dolphins, I've seen them like really up close a couple times once was in a, a aquarium of, I can't remember where it was. Um, but like Epcot, right yeah. at Epcot. Oh yeah. At Epcot, like pretty close and was like blown yeah. away by how huge they were. And then I also yeah. got to see them. Um, when I lived in Australia, we would go squidding, like fishing for squid off the dock on the full moons. Anyway, so we would see bottlenose dolphins come and they would like basically if they could have, they would have taken the squid right off of our, our jigs. Like they were, and like jumping in the full moonlight was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I had that too. I had them bow riding, bow riding in when I was in Shark Bay in Australia yeah. and they were bow riding. And because they were making splashes, they were making rainbows with the yeah. sun. So yeah. They were bow riding and jumping <laughs> over rainbows. So both of us were basically yeah. in Lisa Frank. Yeah. So like as much as you think you're like kind of over yeah. bottlenose dolphins, like no. you're yeah. not. No, they're always going to be. <laughs> so I think they can be yeah. a real good dolphin. So I think they can, they can yeah. come in silver here. They are the most famous according to our yes. completely biased Olympic judging today. So I think <laughs> they can come in best overall as second place. Mm-hmm. And like, I, still will always love dusky dolphins always have a special place in my heart and they you know being from the southern hemisphere especially competing in the dolphin olympics where we're mm-hmm. all from the northern hemisphere i think getting bronze is Aww, a great accomplishment good job dusky i agree <laughs> yay and good job us <laughs> Yay, we engraved out so many medals and Yay. we didn't fight. Good job. Yeah. Do you know why? It's because Aww, we all just love so dolphins. We all love dolphins. Also, we like, no. don't really fight that often. Um, we hope that you have enjoyed our Dolphin Olympics. If you would like to participate in our Dolphin Olympics uh, ongoing competition, you can join us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash whaletales and vote for Miss Congeniality. Basically, <laughs> this will be all the dolphin species or as many dolphin species as we can include. And our patrons will get to vote on their favorite of the less recognized dolphins or the dolphins that we missed out on this episode so if we didn't talk about your favorite dolphin check us out on patreon and vote for your favorite there uh that poll will be up for the whole month of april 
or from when this episode comes out until our April episode comes out. (laughs) So almost the whole month of April. And thanks so much to our current patrons and welcome to any new patrons. Uh, We so appreciate all your support and um, really couldn't do this without you. So thanks for being awesome. You also get a gold medal. Gold medals for everybody! (laughs) After that exciting series of events, let's calm ourselves down a little bit get into some zen moments to think about the competitions we've we've witnessed and get to our fun flipper fact so we're doing zen because today's fun (laughs) flipper fact is about how dolphins sleep which to be perfectly honest i think is actually my very favorite dolphin fact when i am hard pressed about it awesome i've definitely said that to people before so if someone has ever talked to me about dolphins i should make sure that i'm consistent yes i am pretty sure that how dolphins sleep is my favorite fact generally about all dolphins because i'm extremely (laughs) jealous of how they do it if you have never heard this before hopefully this it will blow your mind it's pretty fantastic the way that dolphins sleep is that they never fully go to sleep the way that we do. So you've probably heard before that dolphins are conscious breathers. This means that they do need to think in some way about every breath that they take. So if they were to fall asleep the way that most humans sleep and get into like a deep REM sleep cycle they would no longer be able to have the higher brain functioning needed to remember to go up to the surface to breathe, which would be bad for all dolphins. So unlike us who, you know, sleeps and breathes perfectly fine every night, probably with some snoring in there, if you're me at least, uh, dolphins have to stay awake enough to be able to breathe. So the way that they have evolved to do this is that they only sleep half of their brain at a time. So when it is nighty night time, which can actually happen at any point in the day, it doesn't have to be night, what a dolphin will do is it will close its right eye, it could also start with its left, but for the sake of this explanation, we say a dolphin will close its right eye, and because of how brain hemispheres work, when you close your right eye, the left side of your brain is what is functioning is what is controlling your right eye so there's a cross functionality in brain hemispheres and so when a dolphin closes its right eye the left side of its brain the left hemisphere of its brain shuts down not completely there is still some minor brain activity so that again all of the different parts of the dolphin's brain that are functioning to keep the other eye open to keep the left eye open to keep the dolphins swimming they're usually still swimming slowly and not you know leaping crazy acrobatics out of the air but they are usually still moving um those are still functioning and the dolphin is still coming up to the surface to breathe and then after you know sometimes just 10 minutes sometimes an hour or so of resting that one side of the brain the dolphin will switch and will cat nap or dolphin nap i suppose we should say the other side of the brain by closing the opposite eye and they can do this switch 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 until they feel fully rested and then they can jump and speed around and splash again plus they're because of the way that they sleep by doing it this way they are always aware of potential prey and potential predators so unlike i mean certainly myself when i wake up i'm pretty groggy it takes me at least a good half an hour to be ready to talk to anybody including sometimes my husband and son when i first wake up Uh, a dolphin doesn't have that kind of grogginess problem either they can just snap to it and catch that fish that wandered across their path while they were resting or get away from that shark that is also coming after them. Pretty awesome. I would get so much done if I could sleep like a dolphin. But you wouldn't have opposable thumbs, so it would be way harder to do a lot of things. Yeah, it's true. Point. Would I rather have opposable <laughs> thumbs yeah. or be able to basically always be awake? Question for another day. And that is how dolphins <laughs> sleep. So we're going to head into our whale tale for this week. Uh, And it is, of course, a dolphin tale, not the movie. Um, We reached out to a couple of our storytellers to uh, hear some of their dolphin stories. And we got a great answer back from um, someone who's submitted a couple of stories, Patrick. So take a listen now. And he tells us his great dolphin tale. 
one of my favorite dolphin encounters that I remember was probably one of the first encounters I had with a large pod of dolphins out in the wild. This was back in 2017. I was whale watching out of Monterey Bay with a fellow cetacean lover friend from work. And we went on one of their 12-hour trips because it gave us more time to look for deep water animals like blue whales. But, you know, I just enjoy spending as much time as I can out in the water. This was about five hours into the trip after we left a couple of humpback whales. The captain had mentioned that she saw a couple of dolphins out in the distance. And as we got closer to the area, we started seeing these Pacific white-sided dolphins pretty much all around the boat. They were porpoising, some were breaching all the way out of the water, getting some really amazing airtime, doing flips and tricks in the air. It was pretty cool to see. And as we stopped the boat, we noticed that a couple of them were kind of converging on this area, probably feeding on a school of fish. There were a couple of seabirds there, different gulls, and a black-footed albatross. It was a lifer for me that day. But as we were watching this smaller pod feed on the school of fish we noticed that there were hundreds of more kind of converging on this area and at you know five minutes later we had pretty much a super pod of these pacific white-sided dolphins all around this easily numbering hundreds if not thousands of these dolphins just darting in and around porpoising doing some breaching behavior and intermixed between these Pacific white-sided dolphins was another species I had never seen, the northern right whale dolphin. Kind of a unique-looking dolphin in the sense that it lacks a dorsal fin that we often associate with dolphin. Totally jet black dorsal side with a white belly. Not the easiest to take photos of. I was able to get photos of the Pacific white-sided because there were hundreds of them. But these northern right whale dolphins weren't jumping out of water nearly as often as the white-sided dolphins but as we were leaving the area we had a couple of the northern right whale dolphins kind of bow riding so it gave us some pretty good looks so overall it was just amazing to see thousands of these animals just hunting the area just breaching it's pretty much it felt like one of those things that you only see in a documentary so for this to be one of my first encounters with two species of dolphins that i had never seen before in the wild it was Absolutely stunning. Absolutely amazing. It was an amazing first trip out of Monterey Bay. Definitely made me want to keep going back and back to that area because it's such a productive area with that deep water, all that coastal boiling occurring in the area. So it was truly amazing to see that many dolphins in one place. Thank you so much, Patrick. Yeah, so awesome. And if you have a whale tale to share, just like Patrick, it can be a whale, it can be a dolphin, it can be a porpoise, it could be any combination of all of them. Remember that pretty much every smartphone these days has a voice recorder on it. You can do what Patrick did and just record yourself telling your story, uh, either to your friends, to your family, to your cat, whatever it is, and just send us that voice recording and we would love to feature your whale tale in our library and on our podcast. Indeed. So, uh... Uh, If you're listening to this around when it comes out, it is nearly, no, it is March, and it's spring. So in my world, spring means spring cleaning. And so we thought we'd talk about a few um, ocean and environmentally friendly ways that you can do your spring cleaning. So a couple of my favorite things are, I, um, I don't know when I stopped having paper towels, but I just sort of stopped buying them and instead I just have amassed a collection of tea towels or like you know kitchen towels and I use them for everything I use them to wipe up things I use them to dry stuff I use them to like wrap up uh, washed lettuce I use them for all my cleaning everywhere and I just chuck them in the wash when they're done I when I say I have a collection like you know the weird cabinet like I have a weird cabinet above my stove and it's too hot to put any like food or anything up there it's full of it's full of Uh, kitchen towels, (laughs) basically. I mean, it's not like avalanching out, but there's a lot up there. 
Uh, right now it is empty because they are all mostly dirty. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that was one step. And then the other thing is buying refillable or bulk cleaning supplies and then using those to make your own like spray and wipe or um, glass cleaner or anything like that. Um, so I really mm-hmm. like doing that. You can find lots of great recipes on the internet. Um, start with ones that are super basic and then use things that you already have around the house. Like, um, I don't know, like, uh, spray and wipe that's just like water and vinegar and a tiny bit of dish soap works shockingly well so yeah and you don't need to buy anything extra yeah and the other thing that goes along with spring cleaning one of the probably something that sp- um, mm-hmm. springs into your mind haha uh, when someone brings that up is going through closets mm-hmm. and stuff or conduing as um, the phrase is caught on but as important as it is to make sure everything sparks joy uh, don't do it just so that you can clear space to get new stuff. Um, it's important to go through your stuff and make sure what, uh, whether or not you're needed and stuff, uh, need stuff, need clothes, whatever that is, um, and that can be donated or thrown out. Um, but don't fill that space back up with new things that you're not going to use either. Um, as well as make sure that you're donating and or throwing things out appropriately. Uh, a lot of donation places actually won't take clothes that are more than lightly used, like with holes or big stains or something. They're just going to get thrown out there, but it's more work for them, and it's more uh, a carbon footprint for you to take that there, and then for them to take that to the dump, and like all of this stuff. So don't do wishful thinking for recycling, mm-hmm. composting, or donation, because it's just causing more work for other people that you just don't see. Mm-hmm. So go through your stuff. One thing that we like to do every once in a while mm-hmm. is have a clothing swap. And we get like, I don't know, like 10 people together in an apartment. We just, I think at one point we just threw all the clothes in a big pile and then just went through them. You can have some wine and some cheese. And then fashion and get, show. Yep. Yeah, so fun. Fashion show, you get some new clothes. And then, then it's really handy because then you have a big pile of stuff that nobody wants. And then one person with a car mm-hmm. can take it to the donation bin and you don't have to wait. So that's nice for you if you don't have bins around, but also you get new clothes. Like I've had some amazing stuff come out of yeah, no kidding. Um, donation uh, clothing swaps. And then you get to have a nice time with your friends as well and have a fun fashion Indeed. Show. And if you've got clothes that are not wearable, like too stained or too many holes or too worn out, you can also turn them into cleaning yeah. rags. And then you don't need to use paper towel yeah. or buy washable or buy um, new tea towels. Like I definitely, obviously not for like wrapping up my clean lettuce or like wiping, you know, food prepping surfaces, but you know, they're great for like cleaning the toilet or cleaning the bathtub. Yeah. So. So I think that's going to bring us to the end of our episode. As always, uh, we will have the What You Can Do page link in our show notes. Uh, and it's you can also find it on our website under Tales of Saving Whales. And it's just a really great list of small things that you can do every day to help cetaceans, marine life, and the planet. You can find all of our info on our website, whale-tales.org, including our various social media handles so that you can tell us how you would have judged our Olympic events. Can't wait to hear that. On our website, you can also find our merch, a link to our Patreon, where you can vote for the Mr. or Mrs. Dolphin Congeniality, as well as get a discount on that merch if you want to show off some of our cool whale tales to celebrate Dolphin Awareness Month. You could probably still get it. Um, Mm -hmm. Our podcast subscription link is also there. And most importantly, you can find over 750 whale and dolphin porpoise stories in our living library. You can also head to our website to share your stories. Remember, it's not a big deal and it's not scary and you don't have to be an expert. If you've seen a cetacean, we would love to hear about it and we would love to add your story to our library. So click the share link on our site Contact us on social media at whaletales.org or email us a voice memo like Patrick did and tell us all about your incredible cetacean encounter. That's whale-tales.org. Tales like the stories, not tales like the animal. Uh, Thank you again for listening and supporting us. We will be back on the last Wednesday of next month with more fun facts, stories, and super nerdy trivia. Thank you, everybody, and have a whaley slash dolphiny great day!